Yes, welcome back to How Did I Get Here? And we've got a very special episode this week. Not only did we reach our 25th episode last week, but this week is also National Careers Week. To mark that occasion, we've decided to take a look back over the past 25 guests and highlight some of our favourite career stories. From first jobs, first days, international debuts and future aspirations, we wanted to take this opportunity to take a look back on some of our faves. Up first, it's Kate Cheney with her first job story. First, uh, something we ask everyone that comes on this show, uh, what was your first ever job? Was it at high school or throughout uni, a casual job? Yeah, so it was at school and I had in a in year, I used to do some babysitting from about year mm-hmm. nine onwards and then in year 10 I also was uh, working in a food truck at Fremantle Markets making burgers. Oh really? That's yeah. an interesting one. And, and supermarket you know, check out chick a um, few yeah. days after school. So I, I got quite heavily into the, the, the part-time work in year 10, uh, which I think is a fantastic uh, experience. And my son has just got his first job on the weekend in a cafe. Oh, that's yeah, great. He's, he's year nine now, but um, I think it's a great way just to uh, be see more of the world, be treated differently. You know, you're not a student. You're expected to actually pull your weight and do what you do what you have to do. Mm. You have to turn up even if you don't feel like it. You learn about working with all different sorts of people who you know don't see the world the way you do. Really valuable. Um, what was your first ever job? Uh, glassy. I glassy. was a, I was a glassy down at the Torquay pub. I, I'm happy to say it's my it's uh, like um, other than footy. Um, before what I'm doing now, it was my only job. Mm. Um, I didn't have any other job. I was a glassy in when I was 16. Uh, I wanted to go to schoolies, and mum and dad said you can go to schoolies if you pay for it. So schoolies in um, in Victoria, you go to Byron Bay, or our, our group of friends did. So I had to pay for my flights, my accommodation, and um, yeah, glassy at the Torquay Hotel. Got to see uh, uh, Paul Kelly play. Got to see a few few guys play and. Just be that little six cent little grom carrying around the glasses. Dropped a few as well. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But yes, I pretty can. pretty good experience. How would you go as a glassy? You'd be dropping them all over the place. Right? I, I have broken a few glasses Sorry. in my time. I know you're the one that's asking the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It, it taught me. Well, it was just a different environment and like learning about um, working in a different team, different personalities. Not necessarily motivated by a goal of winning the premiership like you are in footy. Like that's a big thing about footy is there's always something to work towards. Whereas I guess what I've learnt post footy and also probably in my time as a glassy, it's difficult to motivate people if there's not like that that golden chalice at the end of it all. Um, so I mean that's you know, on reflection. I haven't really thought about my time there other than right now, but that's probably what I learnt. Um, so you were young when you graduated. So my question is, when was your first job, and what was your first job? Oh, my first job was in a bank. A bank. Um, yeah, because I wasn't allowed to go to university. I, I desperately wanted to go into medicine, and and I wasn't allowed to. So I thought, okay, I'll just go and you know get any old job for a little while. And I and I worked in a bank, and um, and I thought I'll just stay here until I'm old enough to to go to uni. But then banking life kind of called to me and, and also there's the income side of yeah. things as well and the independence and I kind of liked it so I stayed there and, and just went through the ranks in, in banking instead and I actually stayed there about 10 years 
And um, so, yeah, my first job was in the forest field branch of the R&I Bank, which is now Bank West. Oh, of course. Mm. Um, so starting that first job, you know, did you start off as like a bank teller or an entry-level position or where did you start out? Very entry-level. It's called a proof machine, which proof it doesn't machine. even exist anymore because <laughs> there's, there's no paper in banks anymore. But we used to have to slide all the deposits and the checks and the withdrawals through a machine to register them and they, they had to balance because computers were new back then. Mm. So that's obviously a very interesting way to start work instead of going through what a lot of people do is uni or TAFE, um, but going through an actual employment and moving up the ranks. How do you think uh, that made you improve as a person? It made me really determined to to show that even though um, the the university, and it was a, a the more trodden path back then, I actually was really determined to go, well, I'm going to be successful without that. So you're not going to let me do it, but that that's fine. I'm just going to choose a different path, but I will be just as successful. I've always been really stubborn and headstrong, um, and just gone. Well, no, I'm just going to I'm going to make my own path. So I think a lot of it is that resilience to go. I'll I'll work twice as hard as you, but I'll get the the result that I want, and and I'll get I'll be just as successful as anyone else is, mm. just because they choose a different path. Yeah, first ever job is something we like to ask everyone. First ever job was as a tutor for, um, you know, I came out of school and started teaching kids uh, maths and chemistry and physics and all the subjects I'd done just a year earlier. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, all right. So looking at your first live performance ever, what, what was it? How did that come about and how did it feel? Uh, my first live performance ever as Slumberjack. Um, I, I DJ'd a bunch, you know. I think my first ever DJ performance would have been my brother's 16th birthday party. Um, but my first performance ever as Slumberjack was at a venue called The Bakery, which is now shut down. Uh, we made a little bit of music. People were talking about the music. They were interested in it because um, it was, I think, different to what was around at the time. And we got booked to open uh, a show for a, a popular artist at the time, Giraffage. And we played to about five people. Did you have a, a job before you started out yeah. of footy? What was your first job? Yeah, so uh, I worked in an ice cream parlour um, <laughs> down at uh, England Elk on Jetty Road. Um, <laughs> so I was scooping uh, scooping ice cream and, and making waffles as a part of my first job. So I did that in year, just trying to think, years probably 9, 10, 11 perhaps, or, or certainly, yeah, 10, 11, yeah. Ice cream. Did not expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Danish nougat was my favourite. Danish nougat. Yeah, oh, yeah. take, take that one. Looking now to your first ever job, what was it? We like to ask everyone this on this podcast. You know, did you have a casual job starting out? What was the first yeah. work? Look, you ever did? I was pretty proud. I, I took off from home very young, and mm. I wanted to earn my own way in life, and I didn't want. My parents' financial support, I thought I can do this myself. So even putting myself through um, some of my study, I had two jobs to do that. Right. And they were two opposing poles apart. So one was I was a housemistress at PLC. Right. And lived in and did my study at Netherlands mm. College. And then I was also a checkout chick. So <laughs> I know, isn't that interesting? It is because a bit. they're Polar so opposites. different. But <laughs> I've always tried to work and not just go straight from school to mm. university to teaching because I believe all educators should have some time out working. Mm. I think that's really, really critical. And, um, and I had early entrepreneurial aspects coming out. So, uh, but, but by the end of year 12, my mum said to me, go to uni or get a job. And I just got a job mm. as a lifeguard. 
But before that, I had uh, all these different jobs like uh, you know, working Hunger Jacks, Jester's Pies, things like that. Worked at Bunnings for a bit. So I got the hospitality and the retail aspect uh, in the books uh, during my teenage years. I was a checkout chick at IGA. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then I eventually evolved into, okay, lifeguarding. So yeah. that was my first kind of qualification that I got. You get the call up for a game against Bulldogs in round 17. What's you feeling like then? I didn't come on until halfway through the second quarter, yeah. so they didn't know what rotations were back in 2007. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't great, but it, it was yeah, it was pretty epic. Um, debut at home as well. Played um, played something like three of my first six or seven games against the Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> like the Eddie, Eddie had specialists there at one stage, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, like like I said, it, you know, game one ranks up there with with probably um, top three moments of sporting sporting life, but. At the end of it all, sporting life is probably different to life. There's, there's different elements, for sure. Uh, what was your first ever job? Uh, I was tagging clothes in the back of a surf shop that is probably not too far from where you're sitting, Charlie. So, <laughs> probably not, yeah. Uh, surf and skate uh, in Murray oh, Street in Perth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was almost in parallel with I did a lot of sport coaching and umpiring as uh, early in my high school years too. So I worked from... Gosh, I think when I was 13, you're legally allowed to at 13 and I was working from that point. But, yeah, right. it was um, in the back room of the surf shop over my summer holidays. I want to hear the first the story of your first major tour. Which which one was it and, you know, what was the experience like? I was the Juro in 2019. Yeah. Um, and I'd been invited. So I went to the Tour Down Under. I met the two guys I travel with there um, now. So a guy called Chris Auld and another guy called Russ Ellis. Russ actually lives in Perth now but they're both from the UK. And um, by the end of the week, I'd sort of pestered them and sort of <laughs> built enough rapport with them that they invited me to go to the Giro with them that year. Yeah. So I rocked up to the Giro and, oh man, it was just unbelievable. Like it started in Bologna that year and they had like an individual time trial up the top of this like basilica on the hill, which I don't know the name of, but it's super famous <laughs> in Bologna. Like you Google Bologna, it's the first thing that comes up. And um, it was a big learning curve. Uh, it was really, really wet the first week and I lost one of my lenses. It got water damaged. Mm. So I was sort of really stressing about that. And then another one of my lenses got badly water damaged but came back to life. So I was like borrowing gear from colleagues. I was like flying by the seat of my pants. But going with Chris and Russ there made all the difference because it's so hard to physically just cover an event. Logistically speaking, experience all that sort of stuff it's not having to have such a brutal crash course doing it on my own and doing it with them who've done it before was yeah like made all the difference but yeah i mean it was <laughs> phenomenal it was surreal i was curious about this what was your first ever job oh my f- well my first ever job was Vacuuming the house for eight dollars a week <laughs> eight dollars a week That's eight dollars a week it wasn't bad it was because um my brothers had um paper rounds and I wasn't allowed to because my parents decided it wasn't the greatest idea for an 11-year-old girl to be walking around um, mm. in the late evening. So, um, yeah, so that was the first job. And then the first um, job, job, in inverted commas, was I was a checkout chick at Coles. Classic. Yeah, yeah. How are you today? <laughs> Do you have flybys? <laughs> See you later? All that stuff, yeah. I'm wondering if you can tell me the story of your first ever published piece. What was it? That's a really good... Good question because it makes me think. I think it was 
I'm probably getting slight details of this wrong, but there used to be a competition called the West Australian Young Writers Competition. Mm-hmm. I think it might have evolved into the Tim Winton and now recently Craig Sylvie course, yeah, yeah. writing competition. Yeah. I think I, that might be wrong. But um, I, I think it was in year 12 I came – I placed in that. can't remember what place it was and it was in the paper. The story was in the paper. So um, – yeah, I think I think that was probably it. That's the thing that comes to mind, apart from obviously my story with, about the man with no teeth. <laughs> that, was, that didn't go to a wider audience, but yeah. Um, so I th- yeah, I think it was that, and it was a, so it was a short story, and it was they the ones that got um, prizes ended up being in the paper. Mm. I think. Yeah. First game for the Scorchers, you come into bat at sixth, and you follow the lineup, a, a pretty impressive lineup. So Bancroft, Marsh, Marsh, Turner, Cartwright. You, you walk out to the crease. What's going through your head at this stage? Oh, um, unbelievable amount yeah. of nerves. Um, <laughs> I remember walking out, Shaw Marsh was at the other end, uh, who absolutely idolises a left-hander from WA. Absolutely, yeah. Um, absolute gun. And it's just weird things. I remember back when you debut, your emotions are just on such high levels that things you don't really grab your attention or you think about um, – all of a sudden do. For example, I remember the bowler running in from one of my first or second ball and I was noticing the grill in front of my face, which is something that you just never notice. It's just second nature to have a grill in front of you. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it just feels like everything's a lot harder. Your emotions are a lot higher. Um, but yeah, I basically, I think I was four off seven or eight balls. Wasn't doing too well. And then <laughs> I got dropped on the boundary, went for six and then I hit a four and I was all right. And then the other end, Sean Marsh just went ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> We put on... I think he finished at 96 on that game or something. Sean finished yeah. 96, yeah. yeah. We put on 60, but I only contributed 15. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... You're about 15 in that game. Uh, you know, it, it was a tight game in the end. I think Thunder won in the final over or something. Uh, how do you view that game on reflection? Yeah, look, it was actually... Oh God, it feels a long time ago now, but we were... Um, it was like a season where we had a lot of almost, like a lot of close, mm. close losses, and particularly at home... They can kind of hurt your season. So, um, you know, you always want to start with a win, sing the team song, um, have those <laughs> memories. But, yeah, it was a weird feeling because you're very excited to make your debut, but obviously disappointed to lose. Debut comes round five of the 2000 season. Were you nervous ahead of a senior debut? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I still remember actually sitting in, in Subiaco. I was doing some work experience in Hay Street at a marketing firm. Um, I, I got here... Talking about those university degrees, I got here and, and got into UWA, um, and, but I thought, oh, look, the first year I'll just, at that point in time, was I'll do a bit of a, a TAFE apprenticeship throughout the AFL, a bit of marketing kind of work. And so I was sitting, um, we'd, Freo, we'd played Richmond the previous week and won at, at Docklands, the old Docklands, but Stephen Coops had been reported and he was suspended for two games. I thought, oh, here's my chance to, to get in. I'll, I'll get in on uh, on someone being suspended. And um, I was it, – it's a weird, selfish thing at the time, but I was hoping that the, the decision was going to be that I, I would get <laughs> – he would be suspended and I'd get my opportunity. So I was hoping and, and wanting that all week it came. And then, yeah, running out um, at the Wacker back then. That was the – we played two games at the Wacker in my first year. And I got the opportunity to play in the forward pocket alongside Tony Modra, who I idolised growing up as a Crows fan, uh, going to many games as a, as a young kid uh, and young school person at Footy Park or, or Amy Stadium there at uh, in Adelaide. And um, that was a, it was a boyhood dream. And um, 
I was fortunate the ball landed in my lap in, a, in about 50 seconds and I got to kick a goal early, so that settled the nerves. But, um, yeah, incredible experience. Was that – are you first kick, first goal club or – Yeah, well, yeah. For, I have the fortune uh, of being um, first two kicks. First two kicks, first two goals. So I don't know how many that exists, but, yeah, apparently – Research on that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, – but I remember – so I was playing on Alistair Nicholson, sort of got a couple of goals early. I think I might have had three shots in the first quarter and we were going okay. Uh, this is a team that hadn't lost a game, Melbourne, and mm. who, went, who ended up um, going on to play in the grand final that, that year. Uh, and then at the end of the first quarter, Neil Danaher, who was coaching uh, Melbourne at the time, um, actually sent David Neitz, who was playing up forward, down on this sort of you know, young 18-year-old uh, to stop him. Um, and he, he certainly did that. I did, hardly got a kick <laughs> after Nita came and played on me. So it was a nice lesson early on that, uh, yeah, it's not all beer and skittles in the AFL. Yeah.